Inferno Recard Irish Distillers very recently were just awarded for the second year in a row, which is unheard of, best graduate programme. Maybe talk to us about your graduate programme. So Jemison uh, International Graduate Programme was established in 1991 and in that year we sent our very first graduate to Italy and now 25 years later we're sending 75 graduates to 42 countries all over the world. Each year the programme hires about 20 to 30 graduates into the first year of the programme and the programme itself is a three-year programme. So when I say 75 graduates, that's 75 over the three years of the programme. Okay, and of the 75, obviously, you know, that's the numbers you hire. Just maybe step back a little and talk to us about the process of identifying and selecting those 75. What do you do to make sure you get the best possible people and the best possible talent for Irish Distillers Pernod Ricard? Yeah, so talent and creating that pipeline of talent is a key strategic uh, priority for us within Irish Distillers and the graduate programme is a key uh, talent driver for us within the organisation. So we have a strategy to be a high-performing team and our graduates come in to make sure they're executing the Jemison strategy globally with excellence. So the way that we attract our um, candidates is we look at what candidates want. So until this year we were really looking to attract millennials mm -hmm. and now we're looking to attract a whole new generation of centennials. So it's the first time in my history mm. um, on the programme that we actually will have a multi-generational graduate programme, which for an employer does have some challenges. So we have to make sure that we're attracting we're developing and then we have a retention strategy mm. for a multi-generational um, uh, mm. program. program. And from your point of view, uh, as the person responsible for getting this talent pipeline filled, what are the sort of challenges of this multi-generational grouping? Yeah, so over the last five years, we've really had a key focus on how we actually attract this talent. So they're always on, they're always online, they're called the I generation. Mm -hmm. So whether you talk about millennials or centennials or the I generation, um, some people call them the screenagers, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. There's lots of names for them, yeah. but basically they're some always we can't online. can't say on camera. <laughs> they're always online, they're always connected. So that means that our attraction strategy has really been focused on that online communication. So over the last five years, we've launched onto five social uh, channels. We're on Facebook, YouTube, um, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. So all those channels, it's a must when you're dealing with millennial and centennial attraction. We've also looked at the content that we put out on those channels. So video content obviously is huge right mm -hmm. now for that generation. But then we had to look at, well, the format of that video content. And what we found over the years is that actually short, snappy content mm -hmm. is the best one to keep them engaged. So now when we're formatting our video content, it's between 30 and 60 seconds to keep that level of engagement quite high. And this year, the result of uh, looking at that kind of content, that short, mm. quick, snappy content, kind of like Snapchat, yes. the Snapchat generation, has meant that our campaign was five times more successful than any other year. So really understanding our target mm. audience and then catering for them in terms of how we speak to them has meant that they really see us as an employer of choice now in Ireland. And that's only been something that's evolved over the last five years. And five times more successful. So what did five times more successful translate into number of applicants? Or you know, how would you measure that success? So it's measured when you're looking at attraction, it's measured in a number of ways. Mm. So you're looking at the increase in engagement on your social media platforms. You're looking at your click-through rate. So when you have a piece of content that you share, such as video content or an infograph or whatever it is you want to share, you're looking at how many people actually clicked on mm. it and wanted to click through to see what did it um, 
contain mm. and see more of that information. You're looking at number of visitors to our website. You're looking at the length of time they spent on our mm. website. So on average this year, they spent about three and a half minutes on our site, which is quite a long engagement mm. uh, duration. And then you're looking at, of course, the number of people who register mm. to apply and then how many convert into actual applications. Mm. And, you know, there are companies out there who struggle with identifying and pulling graduates through because it's a competitive marketplace. So from your point of view, when you sit back and, and look at the sort of data that you collect, what guidance could you give somebody maybe starting off on this journey or struggling with this journey about getting good candidates who are graduates? I think the best thing that I, or the best advice that I could give is to really know your candidate. So what kind of candidate, what's their profile? So again, we've very clearly defined the type of candidate we're looking mm. for, for Irish distillers and for the Jemison programme. We call them ambitious, outgoing achievers. Okay. So basically they're graduates who um, are very ambitious, um, but they have a very rounded college mm. experience. So we say that they're the serious candidates who don't take themselves too seriously, okay. which means that they want to do very well in their degree. They want to strive for the best results that they can get in terms of their degree for their own um, self-development and their own self-achievement but they also join societies set mm. up societies they take the time to learn a language maybe outside mm. of their degree or as part of their degree they go abroad um, you know during the summer months to get that um, multi or international experience mm. uh, they might do internships etc so it's that candidate who really has a rounded college experience mm. that we're looking for there are our ambitious outgoing achievers and then we're very clear on the type of competencies that we look for in our graduates so they are creative they're innovative they're self-starters and I guess if you put those three things together they really have an entrepreneurial mm. mindset is what we're looking for And when you're setting up your process and well established now 20 years plus, what measures, what uh, tools or, or you know, practices are you deploying to make sure that as people come through that process you are getting the best of the best? Yeah, it's a really good question, actually. And um, I think for me, I'm a strong believer in that it doesn't matter how good your training program is if you haven't recruited the right mm. people to be sitting on that training program. Mm. So our focus is on getting the right talent into the business. Mm. And we're very rigorous about that. We have the Canada Supply with video. So we got rid of CVs about 10 years ago and we're one of the first companies in Ireland to introduce video application. So candidates have two minutes to showcase their skills and tell us why they are the best fit for the Jemison International Graduate Programme. Then when they apply, they go through a very rigorous screening process. We don't use psychometrics at mm. this point. We take everyone at face value. Then they come into a round one assessment centre where we look at their presentation skills, their team building skills, and we then look at a, an interview. The interview actually, we've changed the focus of that from competencies to actually focus on our values. So our values as a company are being real, been remarkable, and been responsible. Mm -hmm. And that's what we actually centre our interviews around. If candidates are successful at round one, which is about finding out if they're the right fit. Mm. Now that's the right fit for uh, Jemison as a brand, Irish Distillers Perna Rica as a company, and then also uh, for the role of brand ambassador. So lots of things they have to fit mm. into. And then if they're successful at round one, so we know they're a fit for those three things, then we put them through psychometrics and then we bring them through to round two. So there's two ways you can mm. use psychometrics. One is for uh, sifting, and one is for selecting. Mm. So we very much focus on it for selecting. Mm. Yeah. Interesting that you say about the video application, the two-minute piece. There are many companies who may actually look at this little uh, posting and say, but we have to have CVs. So just maybe explain the real value that you've seen from that two-minute posting, which can it be done at any time, or how does that sort of become a reality for the applicant? 
that's a really good question again. So for us, we have um, an open window. We have one intake per annum. And that intake, like I said, is between 20 and 30 mm. graduates each year. Um, so for that, the window of application, online application, is between September and January. So applicants have a good long period of time mm. to plan their video application, to film it and to edit it. So what we're looking for really is to make sure that candidates are very committed to the process. So it's very easy to have a copy and paste from mm. every graduate programme, mm. you copy and paste one to the next. We don't want that. We want to make sure that candidates are opting out of the process as much as they're opting in. So by having the video, make sure that they are committed to applying for a programme, that they've done the research and that they know they're going to invest their time because their time is very short mm. in college. Mm. They're doing assignments, they're trying to do part-time work to pay for their time in college, they're doing exams. There's a lot of pressures on them. So we want to make sure that the candidates who apply to us know for sure it's the role that they mm. want and the video helps them to have that commitment mm. to our process. Mm. For us then on the other side, it actually gives a real insight into their personality. Mm. So for our graduates, uh, a massive focus for them is building relationships once they get to our market. So we build the Jemison strategy in Dublin and then we obviously send it out to our markets and they localise it. And the brand ambassadors are the face mm. of our brand in those markets and helping to adapt or localise our strategy in those markets. Mm. So it's really, really important that we have the right fit. So for us as um, screeners or mm. as assessors mm. uh, within the business, the video really gives us that insight into their personality. Mm. How, good at they are being, uh, how good are they at being creative, innovative? Are they self-starters? Um, and then how are their communication skills and their relationship building skills as well? So they get a chance to display what they have to offer by way of their talent. And how prescriptive is the two minutes? Are, are they just told, tell us about yourself? Or just give us a flavour for what they sit in front of the camera to respond to? Yeah, so we share actually a, a number of the successful application videos on our YouTube channel. Maybe so that's the another way. ones could be much better fun. <laughs> they could be more fun, but we definitely don't. We have respect for the candidate. So in terms of the video application, maybe just explain to us what is the challenge set for the candidate that they have to respond to in those two minutes? Yeah, so two minutes is actually quite a long time um, to be able to um, shine, I guess. Mm. So we give them this platform for them to be able to shine, show us how good they are. So we're not very prescriptive. We just say you can film it on any device um, as long as you tell us why you think you're the best fit for our programme. Mm. So the reason that we do that, that we give them that freedom, is to really see how creative they are. Because as I said, one of the competencies mm. is that creative flair. So we don't give them too much guidance on it. We just say, you have two minutes, that's your time to shine, tell mm. us why you're the best fit. So the programme itself needs people who are quite autonomous because when they go across to a market like uh, Milan, Italy, or if they go to Almaty in Kazakhstan, mm. or they're off in New York uh, with the programme, then they are, have to be very autonomous. Mm. They have to schedule their time, their day, their connection back with the sales reps, their connection back to the brand team. They have to get the reports into us in mm. Dublin, etc. So really what we call that is freedom within a framework. So the framework they have is the brand strategy mm. for Jemison. We have a very clear strategy and we have a very clear tone of voice, etc. Mm. So what we do is we then give the graduates the freedom to bring that strategy to life in market. And that's where the autonomy comes in, the creativity, the innovation. And that's what we say with the video mm. as well. You have the freedom mm. within that two minute framework to tell us why you are the best fit. So instant you're beginning to condition the candidate to what they will experience should they join the business. Yeah. You made an interesting comment about helping people to decide to apply or not. So whether it's fit for them. How important mm. do you think that decision point is for a potential applicant early in the process? 
Yeah, I think it's really important and actually we've adapted our attraction process over the last five years. We used to look at just targeting final year students, but now actually we've adapted um, a year first strategy. Mm -hmm. So we now go in and we love to speak with first years because in the first year you can say, okay, well, if I want the Jemison graduate program after the end of my degree, what do I need to do now so I can build mm -hmm. up the skills they need? So for example, they need a full clean driver's license. You're not gonna get that in your last three months of your mm -hmm. last year in college where you're focused on exams and assignments. So that's the first thing. Uh, language skills, so you know, if they want to learn a language outside of their degree, they can do that. Um, international experience, so again, over the summers, mm -hmm. they can get that experience by going abroad, doing J1s, whatever it is that they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that they work in the trade, be that working in a restaurant or as a bartender, etc. So these kind of part-time jobs are really, really important to us uh, because it shows that they have awareness of the trade itself. So that side of the bar. Mm -hmm. As a brand ambassador, they're obviously the other side. They're, they're not bartenders, they're, they, but they're talking to bartenders. Mm -hmm. So it's good that they understand what it's like from the other side of the counter. Um, so all the kind of experience they can build up over the course of their degree, mm -hmm. joining societies, setting up societies, raising money for charity, whatever it is that um, they want to do to build up the competencies mm -hmm. that we need. So we talk a lot to students now who we would have spoken to in first year and they're actually finishing the degree now and applying to us this year. Mm -hmm. So that first year yeah. focus is really working for us. So you're creating that connection which hopefully will see them apply to you. And what was it at a point in time that you realised or thought we actually should be talking to students in first year? Was there a particular review of the process or what was the tipping point to suggest actually we need to get in there earlier? Yeah, so we do um, a review every year of the, of the programme and the way we do it is we actually ask candidates and we ask um, students and then we ask the graduates that are on our programme itself what their opinion of the programme is and then that helps us uh, to grow and to develop mm. it. So we're really listening um, to the candidates, to the students who haven't even become mm. candidates yet mm. and then to the graduates who have actually joined our programme and that's really, really important to us to listen to their feedback mm. and their point of view. So every year we actually revise the programme based on that feedback and every year we evolve uh, the attraction process based on that feedback, our selection process because mm. we ask people who come to assessment mm. centre what did you think, what could be better, what would you love to see uh, staying, mm. um, etc. And then we also ask our brand ambassadors what's good about the role, what's good about the support that we give you, what would you like to see changed, do you have any other ideas on how we can add to our training and development programme to support you better. So really all of the evolutions of our programme have come as a result of the, our people. What might have been the most recent changes you would have put in place based on the feedback gathered from the various stakeholders? Yeah, so one of the big changes we've made to the programme based on feedback has been around the management of our graduates. So our 75 graduates are all based in 42 countries around mm. the world. So it truly is a global programme and it really is integral to the success of the Jemison brand globally. So what we did was we asked them about their management. Uh, do you feel like you're getting enough support when you go to market? And as a result of that and research we did on millennials, uh, we actually developed a new framework of management called a managed mentor framework and that has three levels to it. So the first level is um, a, a mentor where they actually have someone day to day to ask mm -hmm. any questions they have to. Then the second level is a manager in Dublin who is their voice back in Irish distillers and they're there to ask, we, we call it um, a sparring between the two. So any strategic mm -hmm. questions they have they can spar with each other on mm -hmm. that. Um, and then the third level is, of course, their manager in market. Mm. So when they go to a Perna Recar affiliate, there's a brand team that already work on the Jemison strategy there. Mm. So it's important that, the, that they're a key part of the management structure too. So they're the three levels, the mentor, which is the foundation, mm. 
the manager in Dublin who is their sparring partner on strategy and then their local market manager who they would meet or speak to uh, on a weekly basis. So when you gather that information and decide this is an initiative we need to put in place and embed, how is that received in the organisation? How do those individuals, those three different individuals respond to that request? Do they see the value of it in terms of the talent that you have at your disposal or is it another task to be done? Like, how do you get over that? Yeah, it's a really good question. I was trying to get the balance right mm. within getting those key stakeholders on board, educating those key stakeholders, because some of them, if we look at the managers, may not have managed people before. Mm. So we have to look at how we actually help them to be people managers um, and then educate the markets. Mm. So again, when we send a graduate to Germany, mm. um, for example, you know, has the manager in that market, the brand manager, have they managed people before? And how can we help to train them to manage our graduates so that they can be the best they can be? So there is a lot that we have to do to balance that out. Mm -hmm. And then the graduates themselves, we have to train them on, okay, well, what's the expectation of those three levels? Mm -hmm. What is your mentor and when do you contact them? What is your Irish distillers manager based in Dublin? What are they there for? Mm -hmm. How often will you have a touch point with them? Mm -hmm. So we have, for example, formal calls with that manager once a month and then reports once a month as well. And then with the local market manager, what should your touch point be there? Mm -hmm. And what do you ask? What questions do you ask them? And how can they be of a support to you? So lots of people, uh, including the graduates, that we have to train on those new models. Um, but I guess we're really lucky in Irish distillers that the cornerstone of Jemison's success globally has been the graduate program. So the brand itself has had 27 years of consecutive growth, and that's been matched by 25 mm -hmm. years of the grad program. So we wouldn't be the international brand we are today had it not been for the graduates and the mm. grad programme itself.